the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Thank you for choosing Hi Kids on Hi FM. My name is Michelle Fine and I'm 10 years old. And I'll be hosting for you today. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. Coming up on Hi Kids today, I'll be interviewing Anton Muller. He is an arborist, so stay tuned to 101.9 Chai FM. Get ready for a very interesting show on Chai Kids today. You're listening to Chai Kids on 101.9 Chai FM. This is Chai Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Michelle Fan and I'm your host for today. I have Anton Marlow with me in studio today. If you have any questions for him, you can send an S to SMS to 345-19 or telegram to 061-895-1019. Good afternoon, Anton. Hello, Michelle. Hello, how are you? I'm well. All right, are you ready for the questions? I think so. Okay, let's start. What is an arborist? Yeah, arborist is just short for arboriculturist. Uh, or a tree surgeon, that's someone who looks after trees. Mm. What do tree surgeons do? Well, we help people look after trees. Um, hmm. That's like a doctor. <laughs> Are you like a doctor? I guess so, a little bit, but <laughs> just for trees. Why did you want to become an arborist? Well, I love, uh, love being outdoors and I love trees. So it kind of made sense. Yeah, yeah, like, you want to fix them or what? How do you diagnose sick trees? Uh, well, some tree troubles are easier to diagnose than others, uh, but mostly it starts with having a good look at the tree, uh, the tree surroundings. Um, sometimes I have to, to ask the, the owners of the tree a few questions if I need to know a little bit of history around the tree. And sometimes I have to treat, ask the tree itself. Uh, if you know what to look for, a tree can tell you uh, what you need to know. So trees have uh, what we call body language. Um, so trees mm-hmm. grow in certain ways in, respond, in response to, to, to certain stresses. Uh-huh. And if you know what to look for, you can often tell whether a tree is in trouble by the way it grows. Uh, what is the most... Sorry, how do you fix the trees? Well, that would depend on what's wrong with the tree. Um, but typically, if it's a pest or disease, some kind of treatment might be necessary. Uh, if there's a structural defect with the canopy of the tree, uh, it, may inv- it may involve some pruning. Um, what's pruning? Okay, that's when we cut away parts of the tree uh, to, to, um, to improve the, 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 growth, the growth of the tree, uh, to reduce weight and wind resistance, and to reduce the risk of, of a branch falling in mm-hmm. a storm or something like that. What? Is the most common tree disease right now in Johannesburg? That's um, that's the polyphaga shot hole borer. What other disease can trees get? Uh, there are many different kinds of tree diseases. Um, as I said, the PSHB, the polyphaga shot hole borer, is the most common at the moment. Um, but most tree diseases can be avoided by keeping your trees healthy and uh, manage, manage, managing their health. Can you tell us more about the shot hole borer beetle? Okay, uh, the shot hole borer is, is a fairly new pest in South Africa. They estimated it arrived in South Africa about five to, to seven years ago. Um, uh, the borer is very tiny, it's, it's about the size of a black ant. Um, and the way it works, uh, <laughs> it is very small. And it does a lot of damage to our trees at the moment. Um, it's, uh, the, the reason it does so much damage is uh, it digs a, a tunnel in the tree. 
Uh, so it lives in the tunnels in the tree, but then it carries with it a Viserium fungus, uh, which is a fungus, and the fungus is a, is a parasite, and that's the actual disease that's killing the tree. So even though we talk about the borers, it's the, the fungus that the borers carry with them that's the actual um, disease mm-hmm. that's killing off the trees. What's like the accurate amount of borer beetles in South Africa right now? The number of borer beetles I wouldn't even try to guess at. Uh-huh. Uh, many more than we need because they are killing yeah. off trees at, at an alarming rate. Is there any way to treat the trees that get infected with it? Uh, yes, uh, we can treat trees, uh, but only if, if uh, they're diagnosed early uh, in the infestation. Unfortunately, trees that are severely infested should be removed. Um, is it possible to stop them invading our trees? I don't know. Um, so far, indication are that uh, we may not be able to stop these beetles. So we have to work very hard on managing the effect or the impact they will have on our trees. So it's like really a big problem because if there's no trees, then there's no oxygen and then there's no more people. Exactly. How did the beetle get into our country if it is originally from China? Uh, it is from, yeah, it's from, it's originally, as I understand it, it's from Southeast yeah. Asia. Um, they suspect it arrived in, 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 in the country in shipping containers, shipping material made out of infested wood. Uh-huh. So it hitched a ride in uh, on a ship okay on that note let's take a quick song break and we will be back soon you're listening to hi kids on 101.9 hi fm this is hi kids for kids by kids now let's carry on with the questions how do you identify the bora beetle the bora beetle itself is very small and you hardly almost hardly ever see them so what we look for is evidence of the beetle, of beetle activity. Uh, when they've selected a tree or a host, as we call it, um, they will drill into the tree, bore into the tree. Um, they dig their tunnels inside the tree and then live in the tree. Um, the, but the holes are, are really, really small, like the tip of a ballpoint pen. That's about mm. that's how small. How, how, that's how, really small. Very, <laughs> yes. So the, the holes are very small, are, are very difficult to spot on a, on a large tree. So what you look for is you look for evidence of the beetle. So when, once they drill into the tree, the tree will often exude a bit of sap, or uh, you'll see some sawdust on the on the on the on the bark that the uh, borers drill out of the tree. Mm-hmm. So uh, we look for evidence of the hole. In other words, the tree sap or the the, the frass or the sawdust mm-hmm. that the that the beetle dig out uh, then if you if you look closely then you will very often find the holes where the beetle uh-huh. have drilled into the tree can it affect humans the borer um, attacks only trees it doesn't directly attack humans um, but the sad thing is um, that it will affect li- uh, eventually affect humans if it kills off as many trees as it looks like it wants to do at the moment uh, it will very definitely affect humans um, so, because if we if we lose our trees or a large portion of our trees, trees, you like you need trees for oxygen to breathe. So. Absolutely, absolutely. They shade us, they cool us, they protect us from storms. Um, and then, of course, there's the risk that uh, these beetles can get into agriculture. In other words, into into farming, uh, uh, because yeah. uh, pecanuts uh, are, are susceptible. Avocado trees are susceptible to the borer. Mm-hmm. So th- yeah. they can start. They will definitely start affecting us if, if they start killing off our food. Where can people study to be an arborist? Okay, an arborist is really just a horticulturist that specialized in trees. Uh, so uh, if you want to become an arborist, uh, studying horticulture is a very good start. 
Uh, from there, uh, there will uh, probably a good idea to do some online courses in Arbori culture itself. And then I can strongly recommend um, a, a, an internship with an existing arborist um, to learn the local uh, um, um, sp- specifics around the trees in a specific area. How long does it? Sorry. Yeah. How long does it take to become one, even though you don't have to study? Um, by definition, an arborist is someone who looks after trees. So if you look after trees, you are an arborist already. Uh-huh. Uh, to become one, to earn a living as an arborist, uh, that would probably take a bit longer. Um, I would say anything between three to five years of study and, and uh, on-the-job training as a, like an internship um, until you can actually start earning a living uh-huh. as an arborist. Is this what you wanted to do even when you were a kid? Uh, I did. When I was a kid, I didn't know that there was such a thing as an arborist. I'd like to think that I would have wanted to be one if I was a kid. Um, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a game ranger. Mm, I like animals. <laughs> have you ever been interviewed by a kid? Sure, yes, for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> Are you enjoying it so far? Absolutely. I love your company. It's Thank great you. being here. Yeah. Do arborists also cut down trees? Unfortunately, yes. Sometimes we do have to cut down trees. Mm-hmm. Um, when they, uh, sometimes trees are just in the wrong place. Uh, remember, a weed, by definition, is just something that grows in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. So a weed is not a, is not a species. It's just a plant in the wrong spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sometimes trees do do grow in the wrong place. And then the other thing is, as as tree specialists, um, we understand trees, we know trees, and we can tell when trees have become dangerous. Trees are very large; they they are um, big organisms. They they um, they they're often very close to homes, very close to where people are. Um, mm. So it's very important to, to to as as important as trees are, people are more important. So sometimes we have to cut down trees when they've become dangerous. Uh-huh. How many different types of trees are there in South Africa? Uh, South Africa has about 1,700 uh, um, indigenous uh, indigenous trees and shrubs and woody shrubs. Is it like 1,007 species or just trees? 1,700 species, uh, individual species of of, uh, trees and woody shrubs. It uh, becomes quite difficult to define the difference between a tree and a shrub. So mm-hmm. we just call them trees and woody shrubs. What do we have a national tree? Yes, indeed, we do have a national tree. What is it? The national tree is the Podocarpus latifolia. Um, that is a, a yellow wood. Um, yes. Why is that the national tree? I don't know why they've chose it as the national tree. I guess it's got something to do with the fact that it's, I think it's one of our tallest growing indigenous trees. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were also exploited quite, uh, uh, um, quite vigorously in the past. So maybe this is an, an attempt to, to try and protect these trees because they are really special and they are our largest, one of our largest indigenous trees. Um, and, uh, I have to say that I agree with their choice, whatever the reason mm-hmm. was. Yeah. If it's a yellowwood tree, why does it have yellow wood? Uh, yes. It, uh, once the, the timber has been cut, the tree itself is not yellow. It's actually quite good. It's actually gray. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the timber is very yellow, yes. Once once I cut the timber and start treating it and using it mm-hmm. for furniture, it is actually it is yellow, yes. What qualities do you think an arborist should have? Mm, I think an arborist should be curious. 
mm-hmm. there is so much knowledge and, and, and so much to find out about trees and how to look after trees that I think a, a budding arborist should, should be curious. Uh, you should be willing to learn and to work very hard. Uh, working with trees, uh, climbing trees is really hard work. So it should be someone really willing to, to work hard. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you have to love trees and you have to love being outside. Yeah. I like being outside. <laughs> I think you'd make a great arborist. Yay. <laughs> Do you know of any programs where kids can get involved with trees? Absolutely. Um, I think at the moment, uh, because of the, the polyphagous shot hole borer, one of the big uh, one of the big things that needs to happen at the moment is is uh, the the, the um, academics need information. They need statistics. They need to know how many trees are affected and how many uh, how many trees are, are declining because of the borer. And a lot of um, residents' association are, are actually busy uh, putting together t- doing citizens' tree surveys where we count trees and we mm-hmm. determine whether they are uh, if, uh, infested at the uh, with with polyphagous borer. Uh, this is information that we share with uh, with Wits University, um, and they then use this information um, to quantify the problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would suggest anybody who wants to to get involved with trees is to 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 contact their local residents association, see if they've got a tree survey program going, and see if they can help. And if they don't, it might be a very good idea to initiate such a program. Uh, what company do you work for? I am self-employed. I work uh, alone. I work with myself. I have a crew that works mm-hmm. with me. Um, okay. Where do you get to travel for your job? Um, I don't really travel much um, for, for, for work. I do have clients with, uh, with properties uh, a bit further from Johannesburg, and I do help them look after their trees at those properties. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, a little bit of travel, I guess, but yeah. uh, certainly no, no major long-distance long travel for, for work. Where and what is the biggest tree in the world? Uh, the biggest tree in the world is probably the, the giant redwoods in California, uh, giant sequoia. Um, they are, I think, the, 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 the biggest one. The record is 115 meters yeah. tall, which doesn't sound that far if you have to run that far, but if you have to climb straight up, that's pretty tall. Yeah. <laughs> Before we go to our ad break, I welcome you to the High Food Club. Today we will be talking about soup. Do you like soup? Because my mom makes the best veggie soup ever. It's so delicious. Did you know that in the month of January, we celebrate National Soup Day? It can be served in two ways, such as thin soup or thick soup, however you like it. Now, what is the weird, weirdest soup? You have ever heard of or like never wanted to taste ever. Did you know that there's a soup called bird nest soup made from a swift lit bird and it originates from China? The nest dissolves and becomes like gel with, like gel with water. Really not my type of soup. But if you think you'll like it, be sure to get a taste of it when you're visiting. That's all I have for you today. But I would like to hear from you what type of weird soups you know and have tasted. So SMS us on 34519 or Telegram on 061-895-1019. 
Let's take a song break, and after the song, I'll count how many times you can say the tongue twist in 10 seconds. This has been Chai Kids, Four Kids, Back Kids. My name is Michelle Fan, and I'm 10 years old. Thank you to my guest, Anton Mala, for coming on Chai Kids, and thank you to my producer, Senna, and DJ Flo for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Chai Kids show on 101.9 Chai FM. Goodbye, kids.